Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Monday, August 16th, 2021, and the Kentucky high school football season ramps up this weekend with games all over the state. So my guest is Jared Peck, the high school writer for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. Jared's been busy preparing, doing a lot of preview work that you've probably seen in the Arrow Leader and online at Kentucky.com. There's a ton of stuff on Kentucky.com. I encourage everybody to check that out and check out Jared's work. I talked to Jared about who the top high school players are in the state. He has a list of the Herald Leader 100. I want to talk to him about that. I, want to talk, I talked to him about uh, Kentucky's in-state recruiting targets. He has a story about where they're playing all over the state. And we also talked about some of the top teams in the state, teams that Jared will be keeping an eye on as we go through this season. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. My conversation with Jared Peck, the high school writer for the for Kentucky.com and the Lexington Herald Leader. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Jared Peck, a high school writer, beat reporter, high, beat reporter extraordinaire for the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com on high school sports. How's it going, Jared? Going well. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. We got the high school football season ramping up. It starts uh, this week. And if you look on Kentucky.com, and is it, uh, there's, pl- uh, Jared has a ton of stuff on Kentucky.com previewing the season. Uh, I assume, I haven't really looked, uh, uh, has, has some of this stuff already been in, been in the print edition or going to be in the print edition? How's, how's that working? Uh, we started with last Monday. It's all uh, most of it's online right now. But uh, you know, our top tens for each class: class A, two A, three A, four A, five A, six A. All those top tens, all based on the coaches in each of those classes' votes. Because I do a survey, and uh, this year I got 179 of the 224 coaches playing football. Uh, to respond to my survey, that's a pretty high percentage for me. Yeah, that's good. Um, not all of them do the top ten lists, uh, but enough of them. You know, usually about twenty out of the. There's about forty teams per class. I mean, it varies between thirty-five and forty teams per class, and I get anywhere from twenty to thirty coaches who who vote in the top ten. So that's a pretty good summary. And a lot of the coaches, you know, don't really know, or they're just based on how teams finished last year. But, you know, tradition carries a lot of weight. And, you know, there's a reason why Johnson Central gets voted uh, high in the list and Boyle County gets voted high in the list and Owensboro and and, uh, Frederick Douglass get voted high. I mean, because they've been – they did it last year. Stands to reason they'll do it again this year. Uh, It's a pretty good bet. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you right off the top here uh, before we start getting into the players and the teams. I mean, last year obviously was a very difficult year with COVID. Uh, This year was hoping to be better uh, with the Delta variant. I mean, that's kind of thrown a monkey wrench into things. What are you you hearing and what do you expect as far as high school football with uh, COVID this year? Well, 
there will still be cancellations because if you still have a, a COVID case on a team, it kind of shuts down the team. Now, there's a there's a relief this year in that if a player is vaccinated and he's exposed to COVID, he doesn't suffer. He doesn't have to quarantine. Um, so it behooves everybody to, to get vaccinated. Now, I mean, people have turned vaccinations into this big political thing, and they're thinking that the KHSLA is forcing their kids or trying to force their kids to get vaccinations. It's like, no, the protocols that were in place last year when we didn't have vaccines are still in place. If you get COVID, you're, you're going to be out for three weeks. And if you're exposed to a player with COVID, you're going to have to sit out something like 10 days to make right. sure that you don't get it. That's the same protocol as last year. But the difference this year is if you've been vaccinated and you don't show symptoms of uh, having COVID, you get right back into the action. Okay. Um, so that's been controversial in some quarters, uh, but it's the way the things are going. And But football is moving on uh, with or without you. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there have been some cancellations in football, soccer, um, and probably volleyball coming up. Uh, but uh, most of the games, it was about 25% of games last year, football games got canceled. Wow. And like for, just about for every sport, it was, a, it was about a 25% cancel rate. Um, and this year, uh, some of those cancellations, if they were a contracted game, if like you were supposed to do that game under a contract with another team, that's a forfeit. Wow. Um, and there are penalties for, for being forfeited for as far as uh, KJ fines and stuff like that. Uh, as well as if it's a district game and the district game can't be re- possibly be rescheduled in a bye week, that's a forfeit. Um, so it behooves everybody to to stay masked right. <laughs> or get vaccinated and try to avoid that. You know, sometimes it feels like you know COVID's just going to come get you no matter what. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, you know, KSWA has got a campaign: get vaccinated campaign. Yeah. Um, so while that's controversial, it's the way things are. Right. Well, I mean, nobody wants, I mean, I think it's the same thing with the NFL and with college football and high school football and high school sports. Uh, we just want to go through what we went through last year. I mean, from the NFL and the college football level, they don't want to lose that money. And for high school sports, I mean, the money's involved too, but mainly they just don't want, they don't want to go through and they don't want the kids to go through everything that went last year. So to try to keep the kids as healthy and safe and be able to be out there and play is the main thing. Yeah. So, uh, that's correct. So Jared, I mean, what, and the things that you, in the stories that you've done for Kentucky.com to me, one of the most interesting is the Herald leader hundred, uh, where you, yeah. uh, collection of the top Kentucky high school football players in the state. Uh, talk a little bit about the list and talk about how you made the rankings and, and talk about some of the, who are the top players on the list. Well, every year we ask in, in my survey, uh, we ask a couple of questions, but one of the things we ask in addition to asking them about their teams is to have them rank the who they think the top 10 players in the state are. And, you know, like I said, I had 179 surveys. Only about half the uh, coaches feel comfortable uh, doing that kind of list. Right. Some coaches say, you know, I really only know about my team and the, the team I'm playing this week. Um, and some coaches just don't feel comfortable doing that. But, you know, tons of coaches do. And tons of coaches will put out, a list that uh, seems about right of kind of match 
where you know two four seven sports a you know a, a service that does rankings for you know scholarship athletes uh, does is a kind of match that and sometimes they pad uh, all their players up top of the list and so some players would get 10 points that you might not normally see uh, but generally what works out is even with the homer picks um, there is a, a pretty good run of you know who the best players are this year uh you know we for the second year in a row the the number one player in our Harold Lear 100 list was a Frederick Douglass player, uh, Dane Key. He's a wide receiver uh, at, at Douglass. He's been recruited by about 23 schools, including his dad's school, um, you know, University of Kentucky, because uh, Dante Key, who's a defensive uh, coach for Douglass, is um, right. uh, went to went to UK, and, and Douglass has like six or seven or eight. UK offers just because of kind of there's been this pipeline of, you know, some some of the people on the Douglas staff, well, it used to be, you know, were on the UK staff. Right. And that pipeline has gotten them to see those kids, and they're right here in town, so they get to see them plenty. And that, that's gotten kind of more Kentucky offers for a team than, than normally you might see for a high school team. Right. But, to, you know, Dane Key went out the rankings as number one. Gavin Wimsett. Um, it basically came down to, to one ballot not having Gavin Wimsett on it, and that put Dane Key up front. But Gavin Wimsett is a, a you know a dual threat quarterback out of Owensboro, who has committed committed to Rutgers um, over the last year. Uh, he led Owensboro to a state title last year. They beat Frederick Douglass in the state semifinals that year. Um, so you know he had a great game. Dane Key had an amazing game in that game too. He made a catch that went viral on uh, social media um, during that game. It was crazy. And then uh, you have a player that's uh, committed to UK, Grant Bingham, who is a lineman, offensive lineman. Uh, he's he's in that list high. Um, we have, you know, Cam Hergott, who was Mr. Football last year. And, yeah, if you want to talk about that, this year we have fifth-year players um, because right. of Senate Bill 128. Uh, Cam Hergott is fifth-year player. Isaac Dixon out of Belfry, who's been a thousand-yard rusher for you know three seasons, he's a fifth-year player again this year. Um, you know, the coaches generally. I let the coaches choose the top ten, so I get enough coaches votes, and that's the top ten list. And then after the top ten list, I kind of use the coaches' rankings and even some of the the guys that send me you know the homer picks. Right. And I kind of meld that with what I know. I meld that with what I see on, you know, recruiting service like two four seven. Even I look at the catch paws. You know, I try to get as much information as I can, and then I fill out the next forty. The next forty players would would be you know guys who have D one offers, guys who have, have been pushed promoted highly by their their coaches um, and then there's another 50 and that's when I just try try to catch everybody um, that I can uh, you know it used to be a smaller number we used to do fewer than a hundred but Herald leader 100 has a nice ring to it <laughs> and Herald leader 100 also catches a lot of you know I still get emails the day after it runs and the day it runs like hey what about me hey right. what about this kid how what about my son? And, um, you know, some of them, you know, one of the, one of them, you know, every year I miss a guy. Right. And, and it's not, you know, I can't. <laughs> That's right. That's unavoidable. I can't know everything. 
I can't know everything. Right. Maybe you do deserve to be on that list, maybe higher than somebody else or instead of somebody else. But, you know, I'm just trying to do my best to highlight 100 players. Right. And then, you know, I follow up in the, the next couple of days with, okay, here are the best players in Lexington. And so then I'll throw, you know, some people that have been in the 100 list and I'll give, uh, I'll name like 10 or 20 more. Uh, that are players to watch in Lexington. And then I do one for Central Kentucky. I was like, here are the players to watch for Central Kentucky. And here's like, here are the guys that were on the 100 list. And here's like 20 more. And that, by the end of it, you know, everybody gets some love and everybody gets some props. Uh, and hopefully I don't get too many angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's unavoidable that you're going to get a, you're going to get angry emails whenever you're ranking something or 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 something like this. But it's a it's a great list. It's an all encompassing list because, like you say, you've got kids from all over the state uh, stayed yeah. on this list. Uh, were there any surprises uh, from the coaches voting, or were you surprised by anything that they did? Um, not really. I was surprised at how after. Wimstad committed to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would think that um, he would not get as many votes as he did, uh, but he—it was neck and neck. That was tied for a while. Wimstad was head for a while. And I do these surveys, kind of. You know, they send them to me, and I get them in a spreadsheet, and uh, uh, I start tabulating, and mm-hmm. I'm still getting you know results. As I'm tabula, as I go through, I still get stuff, um, and so it came down to the very last submission. It's like, okay, did this coach give me a top ten list? Mm-hmm. And that could have swung it right. uh, at the end. And, you know, some of the, f- the last few coaches that came in didn't give me a top ten list, and it kind of hung out where it was. But you know, I, I think that you know. The other surprising thing is that, you know, a lot of coaches just don't, the ones that don't feel comfortable, some of them were in Lexington. And, and people latched on to the fact that I I said, hey, I know I've got a Frederick Douglass player up at the top of this list again, but it's not really homerism because not many Lexington coaches actually voted in for Dane Key. Hmm. It's like, I really, I only got two ballots from the nine Lexington teams that had player lists. And, you know, it's, I don't try to like, people get upset about Well, you should promote the team and you should promote the sport. And it's like any coach that responds to an email for me, I'm grateful for it. However, they respond to it. If they just tell me about their team and they don't want to do the list, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Dane Key had a lot of support outside of Lexington. And he had, even though he had fewer first number one votes than and Wimsat did by like one. Uh, he had more support statewide. Uh, more people knew his name because he's been on Sports Center um, with his highlight catches, and you know people kind of you know Dane Key has a good ring to it. Um, right. And you know people just people know he's being recruited by UK, and it's that's a that's the thing. Right. He's he's got some <laughs> he's got some cachet. Right. Right. Uh, obviously. Uh, obviously. Well, yeah, that's interesting that, I mean, it's not like that the election coaches didn't vote for Danky. They just didn't turn in a list of names. So no, they, they didn't vote at all. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's just because, you know, the, the, like I said, the, the what I hear is that I don't really feel, I don't really yeah. know the state that well. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't know the players that well. Right. Because like I don't work for I've I had one coach tell me I don't work for rivals. So I can't tell you that. <laughs> there you go. There it's you go. not my job to know to know who the top players are, okay. and they're right. It's not right. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, Dan Key is a UK target. They're recruiting him, and you wrote about some other UK targets and where we can see him play. And uh, after we take this break, we'll be right back with Jared Peck of the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky dot com to to talk about those guys. Okay, back here with Jared Peck, uh, my friend and colleague from the Herald Leader, uh, high school writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Jared, as we mentioned before the break, when we're talking about Dane Keys being recruited by Kentucky, uh, there are some other players in the state, several players in the state that Kentucky is recruiting, and you wrote about that and where uh, people can see them. Just who who are some of these guys? Who are some of these guys that you've identified that that Kentucky's taking a real close look at and who they are recruiting? Well, um, we can start. Uh, Franklin County has a, a running back who was in the state finals last year. Uh, Franklin County lost to Boyle County in, in the championship game. Is Caden Mor- Mor- Mormon? Caden mm-hmm. Mormon. He's a five ten, two hundred five pound running back. Um, he went for probably six hundred, eight hundred yards. But he's he's kind of a power rusher. You know, he's got a gear that gets through the line. Um, so he's interesting, uh, that he's got a UK offer, uh, somebody who's going to be in town for the next two weeks straight for his, uh, Johnson central's grant Bingham. Johnson central's coming to town this week, this Friday, uh, to play Henry clay. And the following week, uh, they're coming to town to play Lexington Catholic and Lexington Catholic is also a Johnson central's, a probably the number two, uh, or three, uh, class four, a team. And Lexington Catholic is number six or seven, uh, so that's that's a big game. If you like throwback offense, or or the the army, you know, the military forces style offense, where they run the wing T, and you don't know where the ball is until you see the pile move. Um, that's what Johnson Central does. Uh, they they do those those tricky handoffs and uh, run downhill. And you know, Grant Bingham is a four star recruit. Uh, 6'6", 320 pounds. Uh, so uh, Johnson Central has some, some pretty good success running that system behind him. Um, and then they, they, they've got, you know, big guys like that all over the state. They, mm-hmm. They're recruiting sophomores that are 6'6", that are um, from, from various places. One of, uh, there's a UK offer out for uh, a junior, Trayvon Alexander at North Harden, right. uh, who's 6'6", 300. Um, St. X has a guy, Micah Carter, 6'5", 260, defensive lineman. Taylor County has a sophomore that's 6'5", 295. His name's Hayes Johnson. He has a UK offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some of the flashier ones. I mean, you know, Jacob Jones, who is Pookie Jones' son, if you remember Pookie Jones. Jacob Jones is playing Dunbar this week on Friday. They're, they're at East Jessamine. Um, they played Dunbar last year. I think Dunbar beating pretty good, but Jacob Jones runs a spread offense uh, for West Jessamine in their system, and he has he's a junior this year, and this should be, after having a year under his belt in the system, uh, this could be the year where he, you know, with a full season, where those uh, passing numbers kind of explode. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 yards, maybe he has 3,000 yards passing, and, and that will... You know, everybody kind of 
knows him because he's Pookie Jones' son, but then he, maybe he makes his own name for himself uh, with what he does uh, on the field. Um, yep. We talked about Frederick Douglass. They've got Dane Key, who's a four-star. We've got Ty Bryant, who's committing on Thursday. In, my, in UK is one of his things, and he might commit. And he's one of those reclassified players. He's They lost – he and uh, Cam Dunn for Frederick Douglass lost their baseball season in, in 2020. Uh, they both reclassified and are redoing their junior years this year. And even doing that, you would think you would do that to get more offers. Ty Bryant is doing that, and he's going to commit Thursday. So he's not really concerned about offers. And he's a standout baseball player and football player. So he could, he could get recruited to play baseball as well because um, one of his baseball teammates has, has moved on to, to UK, is playing for UK. And then uh, there's a, Isaiah Kenny's at Douglas, TJ Horton's at Douglas. These are all like secondary cornerback athlete kind of guys uh, that are playing for Douglas. Uh, Ball County has a 6'2 junior who's an edge rusher, Tommy Zeismer. He, he's got a lot of, you know, uh, juice behind him. Uh, and so, you know, it's excited to see because, like, I heard Tommy Zeismer's name last year, and I was like, who's Tommy Zeismer? But then he's, he's putting up no stats at Boyle County, and they won a state championship. So he's going to get even more attention as we move on. Um, you know, I think UK is still pursuing Cela Brown, who's probably the best defensive lineman in the state, and is getting talked about possibly as a candidate for Mr. Football uh, by another publication. It's going to be, I don't see a lineman winning Mr. Football two years in a row like Jagger Burton did, um, but he's one of those guys that can be in the conversation. And, uh, you know, that dude's 6'2, 251, and uh, is on the D line. Um, of course, we got Travian Longmire will be up here with Corbin. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a three-star athlete who returns punts and plays defense and occasionally mixes in with the the running game and the pass game. Um, and then they've offered another uh, athlete wide receiver down at Corbin. Called, his name is Dakota Patterson. He's a, a 6'2 junior athlete. Um you know, last week, uh, Kentucky missed out on Greg Crossing's Caleb Perry. He committed to Tennessee. Right. But Greg Crossing also has another another 6'6 dude. He's a little skinnier. He's only 6'6", 195. But they've offered uh, this guy, Orion Fisher, a junior out of Greg Crossing. Um, so it's just there's, – there's, they've right. offered – uh, players at 18 different schools. Wow. And that's all, that feels like a lot. Right. And, and it's, you know, from Henderson County to Taylor County to Johnson Central to Lexington to Louisville. I mean, used to, you would just, you know, maybe they're, you know, Hardin County would, would get one. But, you know, it seems like, you know, I, I guess a few years ago, Vince Merrill kind of took over the in state recruiting. Right. And you can really see that now because they're really, um, they're they're making offers to kids all over the state. Right, right, yeah. And uh, be sure and check out Jared's story because he has you know, where you can see these kids play this season, uh, especially uh, you know around in this area where you get a chance to uh, what are the best games to uh, get it to check these guys out and uh, see what you think of them. And uh, as Kentucky is recruiting, you're pursuing these guys. Uh, yeah, Bingham's going to be on TV this weekend because they're the. Channel 36, uh, the ABC affiliate, has a 36.2 
station that's on various cable networks uh, around Lexington. Um, and you can get it over the air, I guess, too, at 36.2. So he's going to be on uh, – it's not streaming, but it's going to be on um, the, the TVQ's uh, oh, okay. uh, broad, second broadcast network. So, you know, the, it'll be a double header on Lafayette and I think Connor and then uh, Johnson Central and um, uh, Henry Clay. And, you, can, okay. you know, everybody that's got a TV and cable can, can see Grant – See what they think of Grant Bingham and that big dude open up those holes in that line. <laughs> yeah, check him out. Okay, we've talked about the players, talked about their elite 100. We talked about the Kentucky targets. Uh, let's talk about uh, the teams before we wrap this up. Who are some teams, Jerry, that you're going to be keeping an eye on this year that you want to make sure that you, you know, that are expected to be uh, have big have big expectations this year and uh, you're going to be keeping an eye on this year? Uh, Lexington Christian has just about everybody back uh, from the state finals team last year. And what's interesting is Beachwood, the team that beat them by one point, by a blocked extra point, um, also has almost everybody back. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see if both of those teams can make the same run to the finals and we get a rematch in Class 2A. That came down to... uh, uh, LCA had a field goal to win it that hit off the crossbar, hit off the up, left upright and then the crossbar and fell out. And that would have won the game. And then they had an extra point block that did win the game for, for Beachwood. Uh, this weekend, we've got on Friday, Paintsville and Pikeville, the last two Class A champions, have decided to move their Labor Day game to the first week of the season because they just can't wait to face each other. <laughs> Paintsville won the title last year. Pikeville won the title a year before. Uh, Pikeville beat Paintsville for their title in 2019. Uh, Pikeville has a lot of the same personnel back. They have a receiver, Zach Lockhart, who set a single-game record for receiving yards last year against Henry Clay. Um, So that was kind of crazy. And it was was a ridiculous number. It was like 300-something. In Class 3A, I'll be keeping tabs on Mercer County because I think Mercer County is going to be pretty good, but they're in like the hardest district in 3A to get out of. They have Christian Academy Louisville in that district. Um, and they also have the sales in that district. Uh, that's that's just no fun. Uh, in Class 4A, <laughs> it's not. He, he doesn't. <laughs> Coach David Buchanan does not enjoy that district. Um, in uh, Class 4A, we have Lexington Catholic, which I'll be keeping tabs on. They have, you know, everybody talks about Bo Leon and, you know, him being the backup now at UK. Well, his successor is Jack Goman, who, who also plays a little basketball. He was their second leading scorer for the basketball team. Jack Goman quietly had a pretty good season last year and led a phenomenal comeback uh, against uh, Covington Catholic, who is a, a class higher than them. Um, he, he led a touchdown drive with under a minute. They went 62 yards in 32 seconds, and he threw a pass for a two-point conversion to win it pretty much at the gun. Um, so Lexington Catholic has an exciting team. They have all their offensive player, offensive linemen back, and they're thinking that they, they might be able to, to catch Boyle County. Boyle County is still Boyle County. They, they are a very powerful, very dynamic team. They can move. They are big play offense. Um, and Boyle County brought back another fifth-year senior in Jagger Gillis. He's a uh, plays basketball and quarterback for them. Uh, he's come back to try to make another run into state title. Uh, so Boyle County is kind of the team to watch in class class four A, and we'll be watching that. 
Um, in Class 5A, it's Douglas. Douglas, um, really, the last two years, you know, they got beat by a phenomenal player and team from coming to Catholic and, and Michael Mayer. He was at Notre Dame and his baby Gronk for Notre Dame. You know, right. you know, when you go to Notre Dame and as a freshman and people start talking about you on national TV, well, there's a reason why that, you know, he, he won that game for Covenant Catholic on a big play. And then last year, Douglas really was probably the best team in 5A, but they did not make it to the finals because they just make too many mistakes. Mm. Um, and they made, you know, they, they get a lot of penalties. They had some turnovers. And while I think Douglas is good enough to beat anybody, they're not good enough to beat anybody when they shoot themselves in the foot. Um, so they kind of shot themselves in the foot that last year, and they're going to kind of, you know, hopefully, I think they're going to try to make up for that this year. We'll see. They don't have Jagger Burton in that line anymore. And so they're off, really, their line, offensive line and defensive line, is the only real question because they still have. You know, lights out skill play, players all over the field. They still have a six-six quarterback in Samuel Cornette, who's going to learn from that experience last year and some of the mistakes that were made. Um, not just by him. I mean, he he led that team back. They had a chance to win that game at the end. He recovered from the mistakes and led that team down to the about, about the eleven-yard line, and the field goal just went wide, um, and they lost the the semifinal to Owensboro. Um, and then in Class 6A, you know, you got to talk about, you know, Trinity and Mail probably going to be there. But here in Lexington, we have a great story with Brian Station, who was voted the number five team. You know, two years ago, Brian Station was like three and eight or something. Last year, they won a district championship. We thought they would win a region championship, but Paul Dunbar beat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul Dunbar's back as the number 10 team here in town. And Paul Dunbar, you know, the coach there, Wes Johnson, feels like, He's got as good a team as he did last year, even though he lost a, a quarterback and a dynamic wide receiver. He feels like they can still make the same kind of a run this year, and and it's you know, we'll, we'll fi- we're going to find out on Friday night what he's got. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So, uh, yeah, my next question was about the about here in Lexington, the top teams. But you mentioned Bryan Station, uh, LCA, of course, uh, Lexington Catholic. Uh, those are the teams to watch, I assume, in town. Yeah, Lexington Christian. I mean, we have Sayre in town with mm-hmm. uh, Cole Pennington, who j- recently committed to his dad's alma mater. Uh, Sayre is a quality Class A team. They went undefeated in the regular season in Class A, and they played some good teams last year. They're going to have to play some better teams this year because they've now been officially thrown into that District 7 that has number one Pikeville in it and has mm-hmm. number seven Hazard in it. So now they have to play those two teams in the regular season. So it doesn't seem likely that they'll go undefeated in the regular season this year, but they could. Um, you know what they've done at Sarah in building that thing from nothing for four decades into a team that can win eight games in a regular season is pretty phenomenal. And Cole Pennington, well, you look at him and you know he got an offer to some Mac schools. I mean, Cole Pennington can sling it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not just like his dad can yet, Fred yet, but he can sling it pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, He's got good size. He's got a great arm. Uh, and they have enough players, even at Sarah, which is a small private school in Lexington, uh, to, to get stuff done. Yeah. His dad, of course, is Chad Pennington, who uh, played for uh, Marshall and uh, played in the NFL. And as you said, his son is, has already committed uh, committed to Marshall. Uh, 
Jared, okay, tell us what's coming up. Uh, where where are you going to be this weekend? What what can people look for in the coming days as we head into the as we get this uh, high school football season started? Uh, I'm going to be at the Frederick Douglass at Bryan Station game. I'm pretty sure we haven't finalized that yet. But Bryan Station, like I said, is right. number five in Class Six A. Frederick Douglass is number one in Class Five A. Uh, expect Frederick Douglass to make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, Bryan Station has athletes. They have size. They have the kind of team that could compete with Douglas. Right. Douglas is, I still think, maybe on another level uh, than um, Bryan Station is because really th- there's a couple different levels in the state. Mel and Trinity are at a level, and then there's the North Hardens, the St. X's. You know, you know some of the big class six A teams. Well, Frederick Douglass is a class five A team. is right up there with the North Hardens and Saint X. Really? They're just kind of a touchdown or two better than the next closest group. Hmm. Bryan Station wants to be in that group. We're going to find out Friday um, one if Bryan Station can play in that group, and maybe you know if they if they stick with Douglas, then they're going to have a lot of confidence when they play the schools in Class 6A uh, that they have to butt up against uh, to move on to the playoffs there because Douglas is a Douglas actually is kind of a Class 6A school in a Class 5A body right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think they're going to stay in Class 5A for much longer. Um, and that's that's really interesting. I'm, I'm interested in seeing the Dunbar-Westchessman game and what Jacob Jones does against the Dunbar defense, which was so stout and shut down Bryan Station last year. Uh, I'm interested to see what Lafayette can do. They were in the state finals, you know, like six years ago. They've kind of been wandering the wilderness for the last three or four years. They've got their offensive coordinator back. I'm hoping Lafayette can get back on top of things. Um, this weekend, we also have Franklin County at Scott County. That's the Class 4A runner-up against Scott County. Scott County is the only school not from Louisville to win a state title in the last decade Mm -hmm. or 20 years. In the last 20 years, they're the only Class 6A team. They're a Class 5A team now. But Scott County has got the same coach. they got the same tradition. They run the wing tee. Franklin County likes to eat up the wing tee. That's a very intriguing matchup. If I could split myself in half, I would go to both the Bryan Station game <laughs> and to the Franklin County game um, because that's just an intriguing matchup because I think Scott County is always really good. Uh, and I think Franklin County has got some questions to answer um, as far as who's going to be their quarterback, who are going to be their playmakers this year outside of Caden Mormon. Um, but uh you know, I try to pick the three best games right. uh, for a thing that's coming out in the next couple of days. And my three best games are Douglas and Bryan Station, Franklin County, and uh, Scott County, and then Paintsville and Pikeville. And then the one rivalry game that's coming this week is Grayson County versus Edmondson County, where they battle for a tobacco stick. And the winner <laughs> of the tobacco stick gets to paint the tobacco stick in their team colors. <laughs> Wow. And so the t- now one school is like a two A school, and one school is a five A school. But this tobacco st- stick has never remained in one school's ha- one team's hands for more than three years at a time over the last twenty years. Wow! So it's a great rivalry down there in Grayson and Edmondson County. Wow. Um, so that's fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it should be a fun year. Hopefully, it will be. We can get through this year in much better shape than we did last year. Uh, and uh, Jared will be there to cover it all. Uh, so be sure and look for all of Jared's coverage. Be sure and check out what's online now on Kentucky.com, uh, especially the Herald Leader 100. And it's a, it's a great list. And I know it's sure to infuriate some people that the, they don't see their their favorite player on that list. But be sure to check that out. Uh, as well with all his previews and his previews about where you can watch Kentucky's in-state targets play this year in their best games. Jared, how can they follow you on Twitter? On Twitter, I'm at HL Preps. And whatever game I'm at at HL Preps, I tweet highlights from that game. Right. Uh, just like uh, you know, TV highlights. I stand on the sideline. I shoot highlights the entire game. When I get a good one, I tweet it out. Um, so, uh, you know, that hopefully gets me some more followers and, uh, you know, it also serves as my notes for the game when I go back and try to write something. Right. So, yeah, so be sure and follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So follow follow Jared to check that out. Follow Jared to check out all the high school sports uh, throughout the year. But we're going into football season. And, Jared, we really appreciate you being on the podcast and doing great work with the preview. And uh, we'll have you on again during the year and leading up, especially leading up to the playoffs. I appreciate it. It's uh, great to be on. Thanks again, Jared. Thanks. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to Jared Peck. Be sure and follow Jared's work online at Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. And be sure and follow him on Twitter at HL Preps. Want to thank everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader at Kentucky.com and remind you, you can get a sports pass, sports only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. You get all of our UK football, UK basketball, UK recruiting, our columns, all of Jared's high school coverage $30 for the first year uh, go to my Twitter feed uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV go to the top of the feed click on the tweet the pin tweet there it will take you right to where you can sign up to get the sports pass uh, digital sports subscription to Kentucky.com and like I said we appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com remind you you can get these podcasts on Apple, Spotify Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcasts we appreciate everybody who leaves a rating and review especially on Apple Podcasts that just helps get the word out about the podcast we really appreciate that uh, as well we'll be back with some more Kentucky position by position preview podcast as the week goes on we've already had one about the quarterbacks we had one about uh, the running backs with my colleague josh moore their old leader and then after kentucky named will levis as the starting quarterback on sunday night we had a so-called emergency podcast with josh and mark story from their old leader so be sure and check that out as well again my thanks to jared peck and my thanks to everybody for listening and we'll be talking to you again soon